Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. As always, I'm sitting with my esteemed colleague, Spencer Chafin. I'm very esteemed. Very much so. Very esteemed. And we're now running kind of, I think, a theme on our show. We needed guests to help carry us. That's what happens when you pay people. And so, <laughs> and so we actually have guests on the podcast. This is a first, though. We've got two guests. Pierre, is that the first time that it's ever happened? Pierre shook his head yes. So I'm excited about this. This is going to be an experience for all of us to share together. Across from me is Christopher Giblin. Chris, could you please say hello? Hello, everybody. You're speaking to at least four listeners. No, six. Because there's six of us in the room right now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. To my left is Brian Pullman. Brian, could you please say hello to our six listeners? Hello, everyone. So they're already getting a flavor for what this <laughs> podcast is about. I think Chris and Brian expected something professional. It's going to go down from here, guys. But the reason why we're here is Chris and Brian are dear friends, clients, and we wanted to have them on to talk about an incredible software that they've been working on as well as, Chris, your business, TWG. Learn a little bit more about kind of maybe an interplay of the law, technology in a practical application. Because on this podcast, most of what we do is very practical. Would you agree with that, Spencer? 100%. Because we're very practical people. That's exactly right. As lawyers, I don't know that anybody's more practical than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do, Chris, is I'm going to turn it to you for just a second. Tell our six viewers about TWG Supply. Talk about exactly what it is and how you got to where you are sitting here today. He lost a bet. That's why he's sitting here today. Spencer actually offered to give me a discount on my next bill. <laughs> But I didn't tell him I was raising my rates before then. Oh, there. Uh, and Chris, you know, Spencer is billing you for this. I He's probably actually. Billing. So, yeah. But tell us a little bit about TWG. What do you guys do? So, TWG at its heart is a traditional distribution business, but where it's unique is it's specially niche in the airport operations area. So, when we first started, we were really focused on distributing parts for maintenance operations. And we really decided to hone in on airport operations because it historically was not a distribution-friendly industry. Much of it was direct sell from the OEM manufacturers. And we decided to see what we could do to kind of change the way, the status quo, if you will. And then our business model honed out where we specifically focused on passenger boarding bridges, baggage handling systems. Ground support equipment, which is the mobile stuff you see on a tarmac, and then the terminal facilities itself, which is kind of like the normal, just like any industrial building like we're in right now. So our business model kind of changed and morphed a little bit over the years, and 
you know, we've been able to kind of change the way it was done 15 years ago. So that's basically, you know, try and true, just a very simple distribution business supporting operations at an airport. So we've got LAX or DFW. I was going to say he's got, you know, he's great. He's located by the small little airport here you know, real close to Gravon called DFW. So it kind of let him do baby steps, right? right yeah, just Chris, the, 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 one of the small smallest one. ones. Yeah. So, okay, so you're working for this tiny, like you help this tiny little enterprise called DFW Airport maintain the baggage machines that we see every day and take for granted. Yeah, and what I have to tell a lot of people, especially my insurance agent, <laughs> we're in the airport business, not yeah. the airplane business. Right. So we only focus on the airport operations itself. So the things that us as consumers going into airports, onto airplanes, the things that we're seeing, those are the types of things that Absolutely. you're touching. Absolutely. So it's everything the passenger sees from a facilities component, it could be the restroom. <laughs> and then when you're getting on the plane, the passenger boarding bridge. So everything that you see within that. And then as well, when you sit down and you're looking outside and you see the mobile equipment and the bag carts and things of that nature, any of those components and parts, and then how your bag actually gets on the plane, you know, will can ride on components that we're supporting those guys. So is it your fault that my bag got lost? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's because you overbuilt me. Uh, uh, Chris good point, was uh, good point. specifically targeting you. Previously, previously, yes. But because Chris and Brian have found a better way, because this is supply chain. Supply chain is a widget getting from a manufacturer into the equipment that we're using every day. Is that fair to say? Yes, it's, and that's true. We focus specifically on just the maintenance. All right, so... Selling the equipment, installing the equipment is still a direct sell. That's still the manufacturer working either directly with the airline or the airport authority. We're focused on supporting after the fact when it breaks and or consumables, such as when you sit down in your chair on the plane and you turn on that little, what everybody calls a thingy bopper on the top, but it's actually called a gasper, but that's how the air blows on your head. Our PCR ducts and stuff are what feed that air while you're parked at the gate. Those are what we call like brake pad items. They get worn out, they get tore up and whatnot. So it's ongoing everyday things that have to be replaced. So airport maintenance needs to replace that. They get that part from a distributor like TWG. Actually, there is no distributor like TWG. I've probably been to every single airport airline convention there is. There is nobody that does the full breadth and depth of what we do. There is a handful of guys that are in a few specific Let's call it segments. But as far as covering the full operational four segments that we do, we're the only company that I know. We kind of designed our business model around that, being a one-stop shop, if you will. Gotcha. Very good. And so key to that is this platform that our tech wizard, and because I'm just a dumb attorney, I'm going to mess it up. Brian, talk about request optics, talk about the platform, talk about kind of what it is that you're doing in that context. Well, to take a step back a little bit, if you think about what Chris is doing in the distribution side with airport operations and supporting that, originally those maintenance and repair operators would basically treat trying, uh, trying to buy a part like a consumer would. They would find something that was broken they would try to Google something up. They would find high-priced parts with bad arrival times, you know, 
and spend way too much time trying to solve that problem when what they need to do is, you know, fix things that are going wrong at the airport. Chris and I came up with an idea to be able to streamline that process by putting a simple app, or the version one of our first app that we built, in the hands of those maintenance and repair operators and streamline the, the actual procurement process. So that's where Request Optics first was born, was just the implementation of that first version. Gotcha. And when you say procurement, for all of us newbies to supply chain, that's what? Well, it's, it's the purchase of the uh, parts. So if you think of what he was mentioning, say it's a uh, passenger boarding bridge that is no longer in service because it's got a, a broken component on it. Maybe an emergency stop button is hit and then they can't get that disengaged. What they would do with us is they would easily just snap a picture of the uh, broken component. That request automatically hits the TWG Supply Admin Portal. Their sales staff looks at it, and because of institutional knowledge with their team, they're really good at what they do. They're able to quickly know exactly what kind of bridge that is, exactly what kind of e-stop button that needs to be sent on site. If they have it in stock, they'll get it there the same day. If it's not, then they'll have to order it. But if you think about a technician looking at that e-stop button and then trying to figure out all those things himself and go out there and buy it, then they're looking at days and days to weeks to solve their problem. And TWG Supply, with the help of Request Optics, can do it the same day. So Brian, tell me about the software then as far as, because I'm thinking about it as kind of a sales or transactions type platform. And I'm thinking in terms like consumers are used to Square helping that. But then I'm also seeing it as an inventory tracking. Certainly, you guys are treating it like a procurement function here. Talk to me a little bit about like some of the things that the software can do. And even on the back end for TWG, because we certainly understand now how it's helped, say, the customer, I'm going to say the technician in that procurement. Talk to me about the efficiencies for now, the actual company itself that's supplying the goods. Well, think about the name Request Optics. Let's go back to the root of this. Chris said that he, TWG uses this as a means for communication to maintenance repair operators that are at their airport that need to have access to parts in a very quick manner to remediate problems. Well, those are requests that come in. Now, if you think about this platform in an HR world, if somebody submits a request for paid time off, that's just a request. Pretty much anything that we do in life is a request. So if I request a report, then that has to be generated. If I request Spencer to stop billing Chris so much money. I'll bill for that request. I bet you will. (laughs) (laughs) Got to pay for that software. (laughs) So we've always looked at these transactions, the way that you refer to them is requests. And it's request of data in or out of, you know, one platform to another. Maybe it's meant for consumption by individuals. Maybe it's meant for consumption by other systems. But we've always treated those single transactions as individual requests. Chris uses that in order to facilitate helping the maintenance and repair operators, the airports become more efficient. So this is kind of like a marketplace in a sense. Like what I mean by that is, let's say the operator of the airport, I mean, like they make a request. Let's say our business was just to sell part. I know it's more than that. But let's say I'm outside the airport space and I just want to sell 
a good. I make a widget and I want to sell a widget to somebody. Fundamentally, somebody makes a request to buy the widget, right? And we'll talk about what that interface might look like, but this helps me fulfill that request in a more efficient. Not only can you help fulfill the request in a more efficient way, but let's say that you also need to track the procurement of your own parts to be able to build your widget. Now you can do all the project management, your own procurement, your own sales, all in one environment. So, so talk about that. Talk about that then, because that's what I was referring to, the back end for TWG. I understand the request part makes a lot of sense and it streamlines. Talk to me a little bit about capabilities on that, the platform. So our platform is known as a, a multi-tenant SaaS platform. And the way that we treat it is, let's say that you and Chris are both B2B or even B2C. Let's say, Chris, you're a retailer and I'm a distributor of goods. That'll be our hypothetical. Okay. So if Chris needs to buy more widgets, then he can put in a request to you for more parts. Within your own system, you're going to be maintaining inventory of those parts. At the same time, because of the way that we work upstream relationships within our software, you can also send requests out of our system to the people that you're purchasing from. So that way you're always making sure that you're fulfilling Chris's need. So you're always allocating what you need at the moment that you need it. And we facilitate that through allowing what we call org switching. So you can be a member of BC Counselors. Chris can be a member of TWG, but you can also subscribe and be members of each other's organizations. And so you can treat each other as partners and or clients or such throughout the system. Gotcha. Share with Mike the uh, cool, I, I love this beta test he did with his son. I love this thing. It's so simplistic, but it's so neat. So we've talked a lot about what the transactional nature of the software is. At its basics, we are a, a no-code, low-code, drag-and-drop, build-your-own forms, drag-and-drop elements, build-your-own pages. It's basically build a business on a SaaS platform. So if you have an idea, you have a problem that you need to solve, we can model all business processes on top of our platform and build the workflows necessary in order for you to create the efficiencies you need. A lot of companies already have software in place. Sometimes, you know, they're missing 20% of what they need. We have the capability to fill in that Swiss cheese hole by building what we call blocks on top of our platform that get you 100% whole to the 20% that you were missing from the software you've been using on a daily basis. On the flip side, if you need an entire system constructed, you can virtually build a system in a day by dragging and dropping and creating your own forms for data collection and your own pages for managing that data. And where that's really important is somebody so, like me that's not technologically savvy, but it gives a framework that's easy to understand. Most business owners, we, we don't, I can't write ones and zeros in code. But I can drag and drop and follow and create workflows and things of that nature that make sense that are customized around the way I want my operation to work. So whenever I first started building this and I was beta testing it, you know, I was dog fooding it inside my own house. I built a form for my son that I put on his phone. He basically had to fill out four questions when he got home from school. Was his room clean? Did he put his laundry away? Did he do his homework? And I think the other one was did you let the dog out to use the restroom? And if he answered all four of those questions, then the workflow sent me a notification and I could approve him to go play PlayStation. 
I love that. So if you think about it from a QC perspective, so if you're doing quality control, you're doing inspections, you literally can build any type of operational workflow that you want and have all that data captured at the same time and be able to historically look at it. You know, Chris is a distribution company. The software platform is kind of industry agnostic. If you have a need within the, the legal realm of something that you want to build, by all means, you can tell me what the processes are and I can model it up. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're an accounting firm, a hospital, a small plumbing company. If there's a business process to be modeled, then we have a capability to build what we call blocks in order to emulate your need. We're going to take a short break, but we'll return with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo Certified Public Accountant, PC. Alfredo has been licensed as a Certified Public Accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817-421-0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie. And we're back, and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. So we've got two different businesses, and I should clarify that. We've got Request Optics, and we've got TWG. From a Request Optics perspective, if we had an industry, and this is some foreshadowing, because I'm going to talk to you about the cannabis space. Everybody's favorite topic. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. That industry is not as organized as it should be. The softwares in the industry let people down. There's a lot of holes, as you were talking about the Swiss cheese, to be plugged in. It's an interesting use case. But from a request optics perspective, part of what request optics could do for somebody outside of the airport business Request Optics can sit down with them at an industry level or an enterprise-specific level and customize modules that will work for them. And as long as their existing systems have APIs to connect, you could theoretically, at least theoretically, interface with existing softwares? Exactly. I mean, if the other systems have a means of communication, like you refer to as an API, or even something even more simplistic as, you know, Excel or CSV uploads, we can move data from one place to another. Talk about that. When we say APIs, 
and I don't want this to get too complicated. What the heck is an API? An API is nothing more than a middleware software that accesses what's called endpoints. Each system has these data endpoints that exactly what they have, they hold data. And the API allows you to push data from one system to the other via its middleware. So it's just a way to interface, to connect two softwares. Nothing more. Or two databases or whatever. Yeah, well, it's a means by which you are making your software available to communicate. And hopefully other softwares out there have the same type of setup. Like we used a a REST API and we do all of our data dumps in what's called JSON. If the other software doesn't have that same capability, then we'll build a connector, something that automatically converts the data before it actually sends it into the system if it doesn't communicate in the same manner. But if we both have REST APIs, then it's just as simple as, I want to access that endpoint and this endpoint, and now we're talking. What are REST APIs? Is that like a protocol that's common? So any software that wants to be able to communicate to something external nowadays is basically going to build a REST API. I gotcha. I gotcha. The oldest way, though, you were talking about these CSV files and that sort of thing. That's and you say you oldest ways, but it's still extremely common. I still oh, have yeah, lots I, and lots of customers that that's the only means of communication. I think in healthcare, that's kind of how it is. In HL airport operations. Is that right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, in most of the industries that, where you think technology is extremely advanced, it may be advanced. Airplanes are very advanced. Everything else at the airport, not so much. Absolutely. Gotcha. It's still in the dark ages. But the general aviation part where they're working on an aircraft, those things are very advanced. So let's say I have a system that doesn't have a REST API, but we need to do an interface. Is interfacing softwares like always possible? It's not always okay. possible. It also depends on who you're working with. Let's say that you're working with a software that's you know, 20 years old, maybe using SQL Server or something like that. If we're allowed access to the database and we're given the permissions that allow us to push data into it, then we can build a connector that will automatically communicate but we have to be given those permissions. And that's what the REST APIs do automatically for you. A lot of them just have open APIs. Ours is an open API. All you've got to do is have an encryption key, and now you're communicating. So I've got a kind of a two-part question because we're coming to the end of this episode. Someone that's listening to this podcast is going, is this something that I should look into? What would that be the key to make them go, I need to reach out to these guys? To make my business better, and then two, how do they get in touch with y'all to maybe find a way to utilize this software? You can go to requestoptics.com. That's optics, O-P-T-I-X. The thing that I always challenge people with is everybody has issues that they need to solve in their daily work life or even in their personal life. If you can identify even one of those, challenge me to build up the solution for you. I can show you how I can easily mock up using our elements in order to you know, get 100% of that pie instead of 75%, right? And it's not limited just to selling products. Without going into just so many examples, because there's a lot out there that, you know, I've had people approach me saying that I need to track COVID testing within my organization. So you build a form out there and then weekly people are able to submit positive and negative results, depending on the results that they submit, that triggers a different workflow. Well, those people now have all of those tests that it sit in a customer portal and you can run analytical data behind it to see, you know, what's going on behind the scenes for that organization. If you want to do something like provide software for emergency management and actually map 
ground support equipment, like he's saying, or a fleet management, you can drag and drop a map rocks blocks onto the software and then begin to watch your fleet move around. Like I said, it's an industry agnostic. It doesn't matter whether you're an accounting firm, an airport, a plumber, a cannabis industry, whatever we need to build is something that we can model up. Mike, you uh, recently had to redo your roof about a year, year and a half ago. That's right. That's right. How fun was that trying to just get a quote? That was horrible. Think about if your roofer had this software, you downloaded his app, you took pictures, you sent him all the stuff. There's some basic measurement tools within the software that allowed him to be able to send you an immediate quote and you could pick out your color and everything like that. And you did it all right there. If you're a small contractor, this is a small contractor's dream of a software to really act like a big boy. Instead of taking all that time to come out and measure and have four different guys come out so you can compare quotes and then also be able to interface with your insurance company and have it all simply done. It's a perfect system for that. Because it can help with, obviously, the transaction, but tracks payments, so invoicing. It's nothing more than a request. It's a request. I think that request optics and what TWG is doing, and I can't say this enough, what TWG is doing in the airport space, it's transformative. 100%. He saved taxpayers' money, and that's what people want to hear is saving money. No, TWG didn't do it. Request Optics did by empowered us to do it because we were looking for a leg up. We wanted to really, really do something unique and differently. And I searched for a long time just trying to find something. I couldn't find a single thing. And there's so many promises of all these big companies that charge you exuberant, crazy prices for software. Oh, we're totally customizable. The totally customizable thing, it only goes so far as like, oh, well, that's native. And you're like, what's native? Native? Like an Indian? Or what? Native? Native means that's not customizable. And you hit that roadblock. Where Brian's software with Quest Optics, completely different. And you don't also have to pay these consultants a crazy amount of money to do all this scripting and coding you can learn how to make all your own forms and all your own stuff in a day, you know, and it's very user-friendly. We have an element in our platform that we just call a paragraph builder. And so like in your world, you would type out all the legal language, but there are spots that you leave blank. Those blank spots can actually turn into data gathering pieces. So that way you can send a form out to somebody in email, get all the answers back and you're done. You know, they don't necessarily have to come to the office anymore, or you don't have to continue to try to pepper them over and over. We can build those forms in a way in which they can answer questions, and those answered questions can lead to customized other questions. Yeah, no, absolutely. And where I was going was TWG, let's say as a particular industry, has leveraged request optics to, again, be a force in that industry. Well, the thing that I like about it, and Chris looks at it one way and I look at it a slight bit different, is that I kind of adopted the same viewpoint that the airports have taken, is that the software has actually enhanced customer satisfaction and customer comfort. And so along with saving money, if you get on a plane and you're burning up hot, you're miserable. But if the preconditioned air unit that he has to support is down, you're going to be miserable. But if we can quickly get the PCA hoses out there, if they can get the parts necessary for the preconditioned air units and keep those customers happy, that's the better part of it. That's what keeps people coming back. The speed and the efficiency in which things can get done. I'm going to make you guys come back 
on another podcast because I want to talk about the software in a particular application, the cannabis businesses. I want to talk about the potential and I want all of the folks in the Oklahoma cannabis industry and other cannabis states, Missouri, New Mexico, doesn't matter. There is a master software that effectively governs from a compliance perspective, and we'll talk about this in the next podcast, that has an open API, as I understand it. And that means we've got the access to the data. And now what we have to do is help the operators become more efficient because nothing that I've seen that they use that connects to this compliancy software, it's not as maybe unique to them or it doesn't do things a different way, this new way. It's the old way of procurement. And I think that there's something really exciting to explore about changing the old way of doing things because in this market, like they need a new way to do things. It's just not working. Margins are too thin. A lot of them don't even truly know what their margins are and their softwares don't help them truly understand that. That's one little piece of the pie. But anyway, I'd like to do that. Will you guys do another recording session with us? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, as soon as I get my medical card. Okay, done. Okay, with Spencer, with that, do you have any other questions? No, I think we've got some great questions for the next episode. So, well, stay let me tuned. Say this. Stay tuned. If you are an airport operator, Chris, how do they get in touch with TWG Supply? It's just TWGsupply.com is the easiest way. Shoot us an email, call us, you know, uh, all the information is right there. Or download the Request Optics app and put in a request for uh, whatever it is you might need. It's that easy. Yeah. And then any business, it doesn't matter what business you're in, Brian can fill that gap. And if you're up and coming and you don't have anything, I would highly suggest going to requestoptics.com and reaching out to them. Well, thank you, buddy. Very good. Spencer, thank you for your time, as always. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you later, Spencer. Bye, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Bye. I'm Bill and Spencer for this. (laughs) And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, please visit our website at www.bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like for us to cover. On behalf of Spencer, this is Mike, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief.